Hello, welcome to Wide Left Sports. Today I am joined by Montana Tech women's basketball assistant coach, Lexi Steele. How are you doing? Good, how are you? Doing good, doing good. So my first question is kind of always the same to everybody, but what got you to fall in love with basketball? Um, That's a great question. I just started playing at a super young age. My mom was the women's boss or women's golf coach at the University of Montana um, growing up. And so, you know, we would spend a lot of time just at the university while she was working and there was always a gym or there was always an empty hoop. And um, at a really young age, I just picked up a basketball. And my mom always tells me the story that even when I was little, I would drive by basketball hoops with them in the car and be like, oh my gosh, like dribble, dribble, shoot and all stuff and stuff <laughs> like that. But um, I just got started at a really young age and I fell in love with it. And the older I've got, the more I loved it. And it was kind of, it became an outlet for me um, in the sense of just escaping, you know, life situations or school. And it was just something that I could fall back on and fall in love with. And so I'm very blessed to have an outlet that was healthy like that. So. Oh, that's awesome. So, you know, you mentioned obviously growing up in Missoula and growing up with your mom working for the college. Um, so what was it like to have that experience of having U of M right in your backyard and writing for you, your personal life every day? Yeah, um, I'm very lucky in the sense of Missoula was a great town to grow up in and um, having a mom that I, and I think now I look back as I'm coaching college um, at the time when you're growing up, you're like, oh, my mom's just a college coach. <laughs> and um, <laughs> I think now it's been, especially the past couple of months, it's been definitely a huge, huge blessing. You know, I can call her and even though she coaches um, women's golf, she coaches at the highest level and um, coaching is coaching in the sense of, you know, you're coaching athletes, you're coaching humans. And so right. I think calling her and asking her um, ideas or bouncing things off, thing, different subjects off of her, you know, when a girl is stressed about classes or a girl is stressed about her home life and she comes to you, um, it's really nice to have that guidance um, of, of somebody who's been coaching at the highest level for 30 years now, so. Oh, that's awesome. So when you were going through your recruitment process, uh, you ended up at Carroll. So what was that like for you? Yeah, um, the story is kind of crazy about that. So I was so undecided about where I wanted to go and what I wanted to play. I didn't know if I wanted to do soccer or basketball. Um, I definitely was leaning a little bit more towards basketball. But um, yeah, through that whole process, I didn't even know if I wanted to play college sports. Actually, I hit a point where in my career in high school, um, after basketball season, I just was like, maybe I'll just go be a student. And I woke up one morning, and I was like, I should just give it a shot to see if I um, if I like it. And so I actually called Carol and talked to their coach, who is their current coach at Sherry now, Rochelle Sayers. And I also talked to their soccer coach. Um, and I was really lucky to be on quite a few academic scholarships as well. And so going there, I was looking at doing both because I couldn't decide. <laughs> so I was looking at doing both. I got there and it was really cool because my mom's side is actually from Helena. And so I got to really reconnect with them and rekindle a relationship that wasn't there a ton when I was in high school. And so um, if big picture, I'm really lucky that I got to do that. But Carol was a great school to go to. Um, I love my professors. I love their programs that they have to offer there, even though I'm a digger and I'm an assistant coach <laughs> now here. And that's our number one rivals. Um I have a lot of respect for the education and the um, the institution itself at Carroll. So, yeah, that's how I ended up there. <laughs> that's awesome. So you don't hear many two-sport athletes in college. So what was that grind like? 
Um, yeah, so it, how it all kind of happened was I honestly, big picture, I probably couldn't have juggled both and then school at the same time. So I was halfway through my, I was in the middle of conditioning my freshman year at college. And um, yeah, I just, it was during basketball and I we were doing this drill and something didn't feel right in my body. And I kind of called my mom and, you know, obviously her being a coach, she was just like, push through, push through. And I did for a little bit. And then I don't know what it was, but something struck me and I was like, mentally, I'm not okay. And I, and that was when I was 18 years old and I was, you know, you're a freshman, obviously you're, you're already overwhelmed, right. but um, yeah, I had to take a step back and I think it was very pivotal for my life actually. So I took a step back and I just said mentally I wasn't okay. And I remember I walked into coach Sayer's office and I said, you know, there's other things that I want to pursue. Um, I believe that. And that's kind of the path I went and I just ended up being a student and I dove I dove into school so much you know I I loved I loved it so much and I still do till this day um it gave me the opportunity to watch my younger sister who went and ran college track I got to watch her for the next two years of high school do her thing and she was an absolute stud and so that was also a really big blessing but yeah definitely um had to take a step back and look at it in the big picture of life it was either four years or you know the rest of my life in the sense of being healthy and okay with myself. So for sure. So, you know, you mentioned a big thing that is coming up more in the sports world, mental health and mental well-being of athletes. So how did you, I guess, juggle that before you took your step back? And what was that like if you're comfortable talking about it? Yeah, no. Um, you know, I talked to my mom a little bit about this. Um, she just came up here from Florida this past week, which is really nice. Um and I think, I don't know if I, oh, whoopsie, I don't know. Give me one second. You're good. <laughs> I don't know if mental health is, it is the right term in a lot of sense, but as an athlete, I would like to call it in, I'd like to group it in the sense of sports performance because, you know, we can put these athletes through different lifts, different shooting drills, um, different conditioning drills, and that's sports performance, obviously. But I think um, trying to hone them in on how they view themselves and how they view the game and how they have to juggle all these things that life throws at them is also in the sense of sports performance. So our mental capacity as athletes is also a sense of our sports performance, because if mentally we're not there physically, we're not obviously going to be there at all. So right. Growing up, um, how I juggled it was truthfully, I didn't juggle it very well. <laughs> um, so I was just super type A stressed, super anxious all the time. And, um, you know, I think sports was my outlet to a lot of things that I didn't address for a very long time. And now being a coach, I really try to pull the whole human aspect out of my players and letting them know that at the end of the day, you know, in five years, nobody's going to know if somebody dropped 18 points or if, if we won a game on January 5th, you know, um, right. but they are going to know, people are going to know how you made them feel and the words that you can use to empower them, they can be either very beneficial or they can absolutely cut somebody down. And so I think that as a coach now, um, I'm very lucky that it took, I had to go through this journey. Um, you know, I had to go through a couple health speed bumps that really opened up my eyes. And I think just addressing that I personally wasn't okay is now okay for me as a coach to allow my athletes to tell me that they're not okay sometimes. And whether that be, you know, Hey, I'm struggling on the court or I'm struggling in class or 
I just had a really rough day or because I didn't sleep enough. Um, mm-hmm. I just, I think it's more, it's more accepted now. And that is a huge thing, whether that be in high school athletics, college athletics, I mean, even down, down to elementary school, you know, we're putting a lot of pressure on people to be this in social media doesn't help at all either, but we've put a lot of pressure on these people to be people that maybe they're not. And if there's anything that I can preach, not only as a coach, but as a human, I would appreciate everybody to just be their true authentic selves. And, and whether, you know, you are a teacher or a coach, or you could influence all these people in so many ways, I am a firm believer that no matter if you're there for a year or five years, the the past that you cross, you get to impact them greatly. And so I talked a lot about that with John Thatcher. I'm really blessed to be able to coach with him right now. But then I talk about with my mom a lot too. You have such a big impact on people when you're a coach because you wear all these different hats. You're not just a coach. You are like a mom, a friend, an aunt, a therapist, a tutor. I mean, you're everything to them. And that is something that I think coaching is so, so, so great about is you get to be all these different things in one, but yes. So I agree. I think it's been addressed better. And I think athletes now have really honed in on what, especially females, but I mean, males too, um, is they love when people look at them as humans. I mean, Mm. not just athletes, they're not property to me. You know, they are, they are human at the end of the day and how I, can interact with them or how I can tell them something, my tone of voice, the things I say impact them. And as little as maybe people don't believe that it really, it truly does impact them. And, you know, you can tell them one thing. I mean, I can text one girl and say, I'm proud of you. And it completely changes her mood for the rest of the day. And she'll be extremely grateful. And so I just think how you present yourself to not only athletes, but your community and the people around you will say a lot about who you are as a person. So. For sure. You know, I had a couple of thoughts there as you were talking. One was, as I've done a lot of these interviews, I've talked to coaches, I've talked to players, and so often their favorite memories are not on the court, on the football field, on the baseball field, whatever their sport. It's in the buses, it's (laughs) team events, it's all those fun things that you're doing as people, not as athletes, you know? Yeah, um... Yeah, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, ever I mean, everybody wants to win, right? I mean, when you're you're mm. a competitor, you know, if you're a coach, you're an athlete, I mean, you're at the kind of instilled in you that, you know, winning is fun. And I will not say that it's not fun. Um, it is super fun. But yeah, you know, I think people have this, you know, it's kind of putting on a mask. And for so long, you know, if you're an athlete, you're viewed as an athlete. Mm-hmm. And when you graduate, or you decide to, you know, end your career, and whether that's on your note, or, you know, something medically happens. Um, I really think that it, it really shifts you into the person you're supposed to become. Um, I think that you get to take that mask off of being an athlete, and you get to show the world who you truly are. Mm-hmm. And yes, it takes a little bit of time to get there. But that is it's beautiful it's beautiful to see athletes you know come into themselves not just pegged as you know this all-american and that's what they're known for for the rest of their life I mean no they could be the best therapist in the world or they could be the best doctor in the state of Montana and that's Mm -hmm. what they should be known for you know they should be known for coming in and you know they could be for somebody who makes somebody's day better because they are just a light in your life and that is what people will remember you for. And it's, like I said, back to 
yes, of course, they have all the accolades and that's never going to leave whether they're in college or high school, but how you make them feel as humans and what they can bring to the table or what they what you can make them feel if they're a light in your life or they're a good person or they helped you in a class there, people mm-hmm. will not forget that, you know, they'll look back five years from and be like, I didn't get through chemistry without your help. <laughs> like, so um, <laughs> you helped me graduate and get a degree. So um, it's just stuff like that. And I think my, I'm really lucky to witness that firsthand right now. You know, I'm a really, I'm a pretty young college coach, but witnessed it firsthand that these girls that are these ladies that I get to coach, um, they are all one big family and they just care about each other so much on the court, but even more so off the court. And that is just something I can't coach. I can't coach them being good humans. I can help them become better humans, but they have already like they walked in the gym and they're already great humans. And that is the biggest blessing as a coach, but also just, you know, as a human getting to watch them grow up. So. Oh, that's awesome. So I want to transition now into your coaching and I know Montana Tech was not your first stop. So tell me a little bit about all your different stops and yeah. <laughs> so what actually, coaching has been like for you? <laughs> no, it's actually so funny. So Panisco, he does the radio here in Butte, Montana. He's awesome. Um, he asked me the same question last night and um, I kind of, he knows that I don't like talking about myself with this <laughs> stuff, but um, yeah. So my stops were kind of crazy. So yeah, I played at Sentinel high school under Karen Deaton. I'm really lucky to have a strong female role model and like the same thing with my mom. So been surrounded by very strong women. And so I hope to, I hope that I can just pass that torch down, um, continue to be a figure for females on the court and off the court and push the envelope of, you know, equality and what we can do to be better for our title, for title nine and all of the stuff like that. So yeah, I played for Karen Deaton uh, for four years and then went on to college again, had that little speed bump, whether we want to say it's mental health or my health personally, you know, Mm -hmm. we can go either way with that. But um, yeah, had that speed bump. And then I ended up coaching um, just some young teams around Helena while I was there. And then I got on board with Katie Garston Forba, who coaches at capital she was another strong female role model so like I said I have nothing but great things to say about the females in my life that have definitely shown me the way to be also a strong female and so I coached under her for a year which was a blessing and then I actually got sick and ended up at the Mayo Clinic down in Florida and I was down there with my mom but you know grand scheme of things it was the best thing that happened to me actually was ending up down there um at the time it was really really hard because what I went through was tough but I got to see my mom coach females again so I mean as as in the coach's perspective I got another another year and a half of watching a strong female coach but um so yeah I ended up there flew back to I ended up back in Montana um and I was just helping AAU teams I was training athletes around Missoula um I jumped on board and I coached a young AAUT or a young travel ball team last year they were awesome I love them um they're eighth graders now and they're just growing into such amazing young females and it's great and um, I can have nothing but good things to say about that team and then I got to coach boys last year too at Sentinel and that was really cool um that was the first year that I was coached young men um you know I, I got as the assistant for varsity and so that was huge. And then um, I was down in San Diego, or Salt Lake, sorry. And I was help- shadowing an NBA trainer. Um, his name's Tanner Lind. Shout out to him. He's a great guy. Um, <laughs> but he, um, I was down there and I was driving back to Montana and I got a call from Coach Graham, who's here at Tech, and said, I've talked to, you know, seven or eight 
um, coaches around the state of Montana, and I've heard nothing but good things about you. Um, a couple of my old teammates and friends, actually, who played at the collegiate level and then went on to be, you know, all Americans played overseas. They talked to him about me and how I told Panisco yesterday is this kind of fell in my lap and I will be forever grateful for the opportunity to coach here because it's something that a lot of people don't get to do at a young age. And mm -hmm. um, I'm just really lucky for that, but also to be surrounded by 15, very strong, powerful, smart young women that's probably my biggest blessing right now. So I'm, I'm very lucky in the sense of that. That's awesome. So talk to me a little bit about the community of Butte because anyone that's in Montana knows <laughs> Butte and knows what the community is like, but what is it like for you as a basketball coach <laughs> in the town of Butte to be there, to just have the experience of Butte? Yeah. Um, you know, Montana is awesome with athletics. Um, I'm that everybody knows that though. You know, everybody loves their hometown and they I love their hometown. Crowds love their teams. Butte is a different level. And it's always, you know, it's the saying Butte versus everybody, right? So you just don't want to mess with Butte. <laughs> um, no, it's been the community of Butte is awesome. I have nothing but great things to say. They you know, my best friends grew up here growing up. So I spent in, I spent so much time in Butte. My cousins played football here. So I would spend my weekends in actually in Butte and the community, not just for the, not just for Montana tech, but Butte high, Butte central, all of that. It is, it is just one big family. And I can say with confidence that Butte is one of those cities that welcome you with open arms and will back you if you are part of them. And I think that's so awesome. I think that it's an, an amazing thing, even just as a person, but I think just as a city, it's so cool um, to see. Missoula was kind of like that too, but um, mm -hmm. yeah, Butte, definitely, like I said, Butte versus everybody, everybody knows that saying. And so it definitely stands true. They are very tight knit. They're one big family and they will always back each other um, when, when, you know, stuff hits the fan. So I have nothing but great things to say about the community of Butte. They have been awesome and they're so supportive um just whether it be females or male sports they they travel so well and they they love their athletics so as a coach I love that <laughs> so yeah <laughs> for sure and I know uh, I did a lot of high school football interviews this last year and every kid said Naranchi was their favorite visiting stadium to play in in Butte <laughs> yeah that's what I've heard too um I've heard it's crazy and I've been to a couple of games actually there and it is a different atmosphere. So it's and same with the Butte civic center. Um, it, it gets rowdy in there and it gets, <laughs> it gets tough to play in and um, Butte just travels well. So yeah, I, I don't doubt that for one second. For sure. So for any prospective athletes that want to become a digger, um, what is your team? Like, I guess, mantra, what do you look for in athletes? Um, our mantra this year is called Tech Tough, but I think from a perspective of what we look for as players, it's just somebody with who has, brings all the effort and attitude. You can't coach effort and attitude. So hustle plays, hard work, um, what, you know, you come in every day and you give 100%. And I feel like that's that's the answer for a lot of programs, whether we're in right. high school or in college, right? You're supposed to just, you're coming in and you give all the effort that you can, but also have a really good attitude. So um, 
just, you know, looking for athletes who are positive and uplifting, um, you know, work really hard. Um, on my side, I'm a firm believer in the academic as aspect of things. So somebody who really cares about their education, what they want to do, because in the grand scheme of life, this is a stepping stone for them. And right. we are there to help them, you know, get to that next part of their life if they want to be doctors or nurses or teachers or engineers, you know, we're supposed to help them get there because that is that is the goal. You know, they're here to get a college education and they are here because they want to be here, you know, and so like, what can we do to help them get to their next spot? That is what I constantly ask myself every day. So. Awesome. Well, hey, Lexi, I want to thank you so much for your time this morning. And thanks so much for coming on and talking to me about your life and what you're doing there at tech seems awesome. So keep doing good things. And thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, thank you so much, Mitch. It's awesome. And you are doing a great thing for the state of Montana. So I have nothing but great things to say about your podcast. Oh, thank you so much. Have a great rest of your day. <laughs> you Hey guys, Mitch here with Wide Left Sports, and do I have a company I would love to highlight for you. It's called Big Sky Customs. They make lifelike figurines of your playing days, which I think is awesome because every single person, once they're done with their playing days, they miss it. And um, how cool would it be to have a lifelike figurine to commemorate that? And I mean, Rob goes down to the very minute details about it. It's awesome. And the best part is it's out of Montana. Um, so yeah, if you want to get one ordered, just go to his Facebook page, Big Sky Customs, and start a conversation with him about it. And hopefully you enjoy your lifelike figurine from Big Sky Customs.